Hello, and welcome to Sunday Messages with Fairmount Friends Church. We're so glad that you are joining us. You can find out more on www.fairmountfriendschurch.org. Here's Pastor Brock Meyer. Hello, brother. Um, the, uh, the thought just hit me that there has been a staple in our community right next door. You all smell it at about 12 o'clock with all the chicken that starts coming out of here. Um, and no doubt the Driscoll family have been staples, uh, not only in our community, but also in our choir. And as the choir is singing, I'm thinking of Mary Driscoll. Um, and, uh, and it continues to be a staple here as it's now Horner's. And, uh, and Verlin, as, as Verlin's sitting here this morning, just pretty neat to think, and I'm driving by, I don't know, two days ago, driving by Horner's, and I see the back door open, and Verlin's got his arms just full of I don't know what, but, uh, but just the heart and the hustle and just the uh, work ethic, I think, it takes to, uh, to pull off what y'all do each and every day. That building is particularly close to this church family and that operation over there. Just great to worship with you each Sunday morning. Um, and it's great to continue to have something like that in our community. Um, and it's also great to have Christ-centered people run business in our community. Um, and so I just want to honor you and, uh, and just appreciate it. Um, and it has been Driscoll's forever. We're going to try to say Horner's as much as we can, um, but Driscoll's might slip from time to time. Um, but nevertheless, isn't it awesome whenever people of faith that have a passion for Jesus want to do business, do it the right way, and to do it to serve the community. So um, anyway, my heart was just full of gratitude uh, for you and, and what you guys are, are doing and for your family here in our community. Um, hey, we're going to continue on our series here on worship, and we started this for the month of, of May, um, and we're going to continue to go into it. Last week, Alyssa came and spoke about Mother's Day and, uh, and just really hit it out of the park, and just so grateful for that message. And now we're going to go back into our message here on, uh, on worship. A couple scriptures that I shared with us, we talked about worship being physical, it's spiritual, it's instrumental, it's revelational. Um, we kind of went there with some of those topics, and uh, there was great feedback where some people were like, yeah, come on, let's get it, let's go worship. And other feedback like, eh, not really sure. I uh, believe all of the Bible. Uh, maybe some of those scriptures we could take out. Um, in particular, lifting holy hands. Kind of awkward. Don't know that I want to lift hands. By the way, they're not overly holy all the time. Don't want to lift them uh, or whatever. We kind of pick and choose off the menu of how we want to be expressive. Um, on a couple of the things of feedback, I thought perhaps I had preached a message I knew not of. I thought, man, maybe I preached on something very controversial. I went political or something. I was preaching about build the wall or I don't know what I was preaching about. Uh, I was just talking about, let's, let's just worship Jesus. Um, and for whatever reason, um, but we can get distracted sometimes and we can just have death by distraction and we can get focused on so much inferior things and and whenever we're focused on whether we what we want to do with our hands we totally miss what's going on in our heart and if you're focused on your hands we've already got an indicator where your heart is and the hands are only as free as the heart allows and the knees can only be bent as low as the heart allows or as far as our arthritis allows for sometimes 
For some of you, maybe laying before the Lord is a great, a great expression. Getting back up is the hard part. Uh, who knows, right? But we've got maybe physical things. I heard some people just say, hey, it's just hard to stand. Some people, it's too loud. Other people, they have to put hearing devices in to make it louder. We've got all of these things, right? And so it's, it can always be something else. Well, it's this, it's this, it's this. It's this. And we focused on the primary we, we, we just missed it. The, the, the most primary physical part of our body is our heart. And that's what we want to drill down on is, is where, where's our heart at? What's going on inside of our hearts? And, and it might be a different preference of style or volume. I get it. But here's the indicator, right? This is where we're going to drill down on this morning. And, and so you can try to muster up your strength and do whatever your your physical body will allow and I would say go all out with whatever your body can do to worship because that body was made to worship its maker that's why you're on the planet let's not forget that right there is a reason and and my life should be a life of worship back to the one that gave it to me okay so whatever that looks like and so it's not why I like this and don't like that no 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 I gotta fall in love Right, And I am not picky or choosy whenever my wife gives me some sort of a love letter. I'm like, thank you. I love it. And I am just, I, I just want to express back. And so I just want to give the best I can. And when we come to worship, we want to have a heart that's just overwhelmed in this thing. Now, why I want to continue to push this is I just believe that we can be more expressive in worship. Just want to pour our hearts out a little bit more. Finley Peter Dunn, he's an American writer and humorist back in the 1800s he wrote for the Chicago he wrote in Chicago and and newspapers and books and all sorts of things and he says but here's the purpose of communication whether in writing in books and newspaper form he says it's to comfort the afflicted and to afflict the comfortable isn't that good and so this morning if we come a little bit comfortable in our approach to the presence of the Lord I want to stir that up I want to afflict the comfort in the same way that Jesus came to bind up broken hearts and to love those that are hurting and to and to sit with those in their pain he's comforting the afflicted but let's not get it confused he is stirring it up with the Pharisees and Sadducees and people that think they got it figured out he is 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 coming to divide that thing up no doubt and so this morning again let's stir it up let's not just come in hey me and Jesus we're good he's my he's my homeboy we're just kind of you know Jesus ain't your homeboy He's the king of all kings. He's the Lord of all lords. He's the sovereign ruler of your life. He is the savior on the cross who bled and died for you, who gave it all. We can't casually just waltz in to the presence like that. We come in and we hit the deck in awe and in reverence. And if you've lost reverence and it's been focused on something else, you have missed it. And we've got to get back to the heart of this thing where I want my mind to be engaged at a different level, my heart, my soul, all of my might and my strength focused when I come to the presence of the Lord which all of life is lived before him right it's not just 10 30 on a Sunday morning all of life should be engaged in this lifestyle back to him Jesus is questioned by the Pharisees they say hey Jesus what is the number one commandment you've commanded a lot of things you've even given us a top 10 list of commandments but what's the one as they're trying to corner him and he says this he says this in Mark chapter 12 and in verse 30, I've got it right here. It says, love the Lord your God with all of your heart, with all of your soul, that soulish realm, the soulish being of who we are here on the planet. 
with all of your mind, with all of your strength, everything that you've got. And he goes, and the second commandment is just like it. He says to love your neighbor the same way you would yourself. And he says, this is the greatest thing that you can do with your life. Let's drill down on this verse here for a little bit. Mark chapter 12 and in verse 20. He says there's four areas where we can be expressive in how we engage the Lord. And number one, he says, all of our heart. In Psalm chapter 86 and verse 12, it says, I will give thanks to you, O Lord my God, with all of my heart and will glorify your name forever. With everything within my heart. Y'all know the difference between a heart that's engaged and a heart that's bored? Anybody ever seen that? Let me just, let me just show, show you, for example, yesterday at Coach's Pitch. You can tell a heart that's engaged and a heart that is bored. Right? You can tell a heart that just can't get enough and hay batter batter and they're pounding that glove and they just can't get enough of it and they're just, you know, getting their feet just ready and they're just, they're just anticipating. And, and they're calling out, hey, we got two outs. The coach asks, hey, where are we going with it? Hey, we're going two. Right? They're just engaged with it. They're just locked in. You got the other ones, they're in center field on purpose. <laughs> hey, Johnny, stop picking dandelions. Ball's coming to you. Turn around. Johnny, put your glove on. Turn your hat the other way. Johnny, stop being on the fence. This way, Johnny. A heart that is engaged and a heart that's totally disconnected comes to something that has no idea why they're there. And, so, and a coach tries to stir it up. Thinks he's doing the right thing. Come on, let's, let's get engaged. Let's go for it. Come on. <sighs> right is the response. No kidding, yesterday. Particular kid, we'll just call him Johnny. We'll just go with that name. Johnny. So we, so we get the third out. All right, Dodgers, come on in. Run in. We're up to bat. Let's go, Dodgers. Johnny, run. Run. Johnny, Run. I'm not kidding. This is the pace. His Fitbit couldn't even recognize he had a heartbeat. <laughs> Run, Johnny. Come on, hustle, hustle. Stops. Looks at me. Johnny, run. Hustle. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. And he walks up to me, literally looks up at me. All right, thanks, Johnny. Okay, Dodgers, we're up to bat. Okay, here we go. We cannot move forward unless Johnny gets in the game and gets it moving. We as a church, we can't go everywhere we could possibly go. We can't get it as hot or as fiery if not every single person is engaged. That's the beauty of having a family. When everybody is fiery and affectionate and, and, and just hot with love for the Lord, we go places. And when we're all bored and disconnected, we're going to sit here for another century. And the Lord is saying, come on, Johnny, let's get our heart engaged. Let's go. I want to come with all of my heart, with all of my soul, my mind, my strength, everything within me. I've got to bless his name. I want to come. Why? Because he deserves it. It's not about me. It's not about, well, I didn't like my position. It's not, I wish I wasn't in, in left field. It's not that, well, I didn't like that particular Gatorade that you picked today. You're, you don't have a clue. 
You're more focused on the Gatorade. There is something more important than all of this other stuff. It's the heart of why we even showed up for the game. There is something major going on that you're missing. Just totally missing it. Guess what? That Johnny didn't want to come out for the last inning. Oh, my, my stomach's hurting, I think. Uh, it's hot. It's hot out here. I don't, coach, I don't think I should play. You're right. You shouldn't. There is, you shouldn't be playing right now. We need to have a little talk and figure out what you can go do. Do something with all of your heart. In Colossians chapter 3 and, and in verse 23, it says this. Whatever you do, work at it with all of your heart. As, with, as if you're working for the Lord, not just for human masters, since you know that you will receive an inheritance from the Lord as a reward. It is the Lord Christ that you are serving. We gave out a game ball yesterday, and, and we threw this ball, and I said, guys, something special happened in this game. We don't give a game ball every, every game, but this particular one, I said, does anybody know what happened in this game today? Yeah, Cole hit a home run. Cole hit a home run, not over the fence where he could just trot. He hit it into the outfield, but he had to run, and the ball's coming into the infield as he's rounding third, and he makes it home. It was hustle. You get the game ball for some hustle. There's a reward, it says, that's coming. There's an inheritance. One day we're going to meet our maker, and he's going to give it a response. He's going to say, hey, give an account for your life. Let's just zero in on this particular time. What was going on here? Oh, we were at church. Yeah, what's going on in your heart? Uh, I was bored. Hey, what's going on here in your, in, your, in your kitchen? You had this much just available free time. What, what were you doing? Did you decide to, to kind of have a worshipful heart? Did you put some music on? Did you get your heart and your mind engaged all of the time, just locked in on me? Uh, no, I wasn't. I was uh, pretty disconnected. We're going to have to give an account for the lives that we lived here. And if I could just provoke us and inch us a little bit closer, engaging our minds and our hearts, our souls, to be a lifestyle of worship and to come with some energy to whatever degree that your bodies will allow you. I understand there's different energy levels here, but it says if I've got strength, it ought to be focused somewhere. It should. It just should. Hudson Taylor was a missionary to, to China. And as a boy, I was reading part of his, his bio, but as part of his his story he just had this ache in his heart for China and he eventually goes and as a as a young man he just had this urgency to encounter the Lord before any other Chinese would ever come and he said there wasn't a single day that the sun didn't rise on China without first greeting me on my knees in prayer <laughs> oh to be said of my life the sun has never risen on the people of America without the pastor praying for his people. It was, it was greeted. How about even more so you? The sun has never risen without the father on his knees crying out for his family. The, the sun has never risen without you first on your knees crying out as a mama for your family. Or even for your own life, the sun will never shine without greeting me in a heart that's fully engaged in worship. While I'm trying to get there, my wife is there. Every morning, first thing in the morning, she wakes up an hour before everyone else. And she's in prayer. She's in worship. She is engaging her strength. In the morning, we have about this much strength. And she says, Lord, oh, I'm going to engage the strength that I have. Here we go. And he hits us. Right? He hits us. Joy comes in the morning, and the joy of the Lord is our strength. And it just, 
empowers a supernatural charge for living. Hudson Taylor said this, he says, do not have your concert first and then tune your instrument afterwards. Begin the day with the word of God and prayer and get first of all into harmony with him. Kathy, a musician, right? How, how many times have you been to a concert and she goes to concerts all the time? Do you get there half hour early and everybody's tuning, everybody's, you sound, man, that just sounds terrible. What are they doing? All of a sudden, boom, it just comes into harmony. It's amazing. They're tuning their instruments and how we just tune our hearts to engage with the Lord. Number two here, he talks, he moves from our, from our heart to our soul. Talks about this soulish realm of our lives. And I'll tell you how I've learned more about worship from my niece, Hope. It takes a six-year-old that's completely broken. I mean, her body is broken to show you how you ought to worship. A couple video clips here I want to show you. Go ahead. See, here's the deal, is if we have any excuse at all, we need to look and think, man, I think my body, I might be able to offer a little bit more strength. And you know what, if it's not even in your legs, then just sit. Let's not excuse a lack of passion in our heart, because our bodies can't do it. Sit in a wheelchair and pour your heart out to the Lord. Here's my heart, Lord. Here's my heart, Lord, as she's crying out before God. Get in your wheelchair and just do circles and call that dancing before the Lord. She can't bow at the waist, but she'll bow with her head. Do something to bring your best to the Lord. He deserves our best each and every day. But a heart that is cold and disconnected, we just need to have a fresh revelation of who this guy is. We need to see the cross. Once again, we need to take inventory of our own lives. And may, although it may be hard, God is still faithful. He's still good. He's still walking us through that valley of the shadow of death. He will never leave us nor forsake us. And we got to renew our minds, washing our minds with a renewal. It is a mind game. There is so much going on right here with Jesus. I've got to have the mind of Christ. I've got to have you come in and, and do some reworking and, and reorganizing. Some new pathways that are focused on the Lord. Rework and refresh and renew my mind so that my soulish realm can give my best to you. I need to have a fresh encounter 
with the Lord. It's not about our body, but it is. It is about our body. It is about what we can offer to the Lord. Whatever we have to give, we need to give that thing to the Lord. In our family, we have, we have a golden retriever dog. His name's Wrigley. Wrigley is, uh, we, we've worked with him. We've taken him to obedience school. We've sp- I've spent hours with him in obedience and, and on and on and on. And just trying to get this dog, and, and believe it or not, God is faithful. He is turning this, heart's, this dog's heart into uh, to something that we can, we can work with. He knows how to sit, how to stay, how to finish. He walks around. He knows how to stay. And then we put, we like hide food in the yard and we say, bird. He takes off like it's a bird and he goes. And he's a hunting dog. He's a retriever, right? He gets after it. There's, a, there's this thing inside of him. He knows how to shake. We're growing. We're kind of working on some of these things to him. But there's something else that he does whenever he comes into the house. The house might be packed full of people, and he is looking for his master. He looks, and he's look, and as soon as he finds me, he walks up to me and sits at my feet. He just does. He just knows the alpha. He knows who's in charge. The other day, I think it was last week, two weeks ago, we have our life group over. House is full of people. There's people out in the front yard. Kids are running around, and somebody lets Wrigley out. He comes, he comes tearing through the house. He comes running around. He goes, and he, he's got to hike his leg real quick, and then he comes, and he finds me out in the front yard boom runs up right up to me and just sits right at my feet he just knows man there's just there's something written on the blood in his dna we'll let him into the house and he knows don't ever put anything in your mouth but he'll go and he'll grab something and he'll bring it to us i know i shouldn't have this towel in my mouth and he'll even cower as he walks up but as soon as he walks in he has to go retrieve something and bring it to you he's like i'm sorry i can't do anything other than be a retriever it's just written on my blood, my DNA. I, this is who I am. And as a Christ follower, I can't do anything else but worship. I have to worship. And if it's not in you to worship, then we need to look at the bloodline again. We need to go back and look at what's going on in this, in this blood. And I have this blood washing over me, the new blood of Jesus that's coming over me. I'm mowing on Friday, and I'm push mowing here in the backyard at, at the parsonage I'm pushing it and I run over the same tennis ball for the fifth time like how's that thing show up again and it goes launching out whoa that was cool and then I go and Wrigley loves it he takes off and he finds it and he lays it in that next part of the yard like how does he know how to do this thing and I come and there it goes again and it, for the fifth time it takes off so finally I'm just like I just gotta I just gotta play with this guy he is just so energetic and we've got this this tennis ball here and I'll throw this ball, and it's still got some grass and maybe a little blood on it there. Um, and I'll throw this ball. Bro, he's just fired up, and he's fired up. And finally, I'm, I'm done throwing the ball. I get back to it, and he's just hot, and he's laying, you know, baking under the sun. And I grab that ball, and I throw it sky high. And all of a sudden, it was just like his eyes were meant to see this thing. And he goes from zero energy and exhausted to lit up. And he takes off running, and that thing bounces. And as it bounces, he jumps beautifully in the air. I mean, just perfect grace. But the ball's just a little too high. And he flips backwards, and he lands on his back. He shakes it off, grabs that ball, runs it, sits right in front of me. <sighs> this slobbery smile wrapped all around that ball. It's like, this is what I'm on the earth to do. I'm living my destiny. This is why I'm here, man. 
So then we invest in this because the shoulder wears out, and all I have to do is just this and give it a little flick. And that thing goes clear across the other side of the yard. Just a little flick, and that thing launches out. And, and here's the deal is invest in why you're on the planet. Make an investment into how can I make some more time or, or music or something. Carve out the space for why am I here? I've got to get my heart engaged. Maybe you've got to sneak away to a, a worship conference. I don't know. Maybe you've got to invest in some music, something to get your heart awakened to the Lord. But man, was he just fired up. He was just so pumped. I've got a picture of my dog here, and he's, it's like the proudest day of his life. Look at that tongue, man. He is just in it. And he's just like, I can't help but be anything other than what I am. I am a retriever. And as I'm looking at my at my dog, even this morning, I'm sitting here with my with my message and going over my notes. I'm just looking at him, and he just crawls his way up. Eventually, his head gets on my lap, and then it's in my stomach, and then it's underneath my chin. And I'm like, oh my gosh, he can't do anything but just crave affection. Retrievers are just meant for relationship. They match the energy that's in the room. If it's fired up, better believe it. That's where he's at. He can feel emotion. He comes under it. He's soft. He's just built for relationship, and he's built to sit at his master's feet. Hey, Dad, this is why I'm here. Here I am. I'm here again, and I'm jumping for that ball, and I'm going to grab a hold of it. I'm going to sink my teeth into that thing. I'm going to run with all of my heart. I'm going to run with all of my might. My dog has it figured out more than I do. He knows his purpose, and with all of his might, full of a heart of joy, he engages while he's here. Let me wrap this up. There's two more, all of our mind. You know, our mind can play tricks on us. Our mind can get really, can get really weird. This last week, Alyssa got an email from someone who complained that we did a community cleanup service and didn't get all of the junk out of their yard. Um, and uh, sorry, just trying to serve. Just trying to help. Volunteering, by the way. Um, I have this much time to clean up the entire community, but I'll do it. Um, sorry, I didn't get it all. Nasty email. Just trying to serve, right? And all of a sudden, the mind, like this mind attack. And, and, and we talked about it, and later I just followed up with her. Hey, how you doing today? She said, good. I was heading off to a photo shoot. I just put worship music on. And she said, my spirit began to minister to my mind. Woo! I said, girl, that's hot. And then I said, how do we do that? How do we get our spirit? It starts ministering to our mind. And our spirit has to take governance. When everything else wants to sag and come underneath it, man, our spirit's got to live at a higher altitude. It's got to live in this fourth dimensional world, the supernatural place, where it has the perspective of God. And she says, my, my spirit began to minister to my mind. And I began to wash over my mind. And she said, then the heart of the Lord hits me. And I got compassion for this person. I got compassion, and I'm just so sorry that, that this trash was left in your yard, but I'm sorry that the way that other people have talked to you, and I'm sorry for whatever happened in your marriage. I'm sorry, and we know the story of this person. I'm sorry, and she starts being sorry and having compassion, and then we just deploy prayer onto this person because the mind could have gone weird and could have been a victim, and all of a sudden it says, no, we're going to start blessing and not cursing. Oh! We can actually worship the Lord when our mind is in a different place. I want to get my mind engaged with where the Lord is engaged. And last year, with all of my strength, this is a great 
book here, John Piper wrote this, God's passion for his glory. And in this book, he talks, he really kind of better or easily more explains the writings of Jonathan Edwards, who was a major, major egghead in the 1700s, but wrote at a whole other level. And so he just basically takes some of his teachings, makes them more practical. But in there, John, John, Jonathan Edwards writes, he has 70 uh, different resolutions. And we went through these in our men's group a couple years ago. Y'all remember the 70 resolutions? And one of them is this. He says, to live with all my might while I do live. Boom, resolved. To live with all of my might while I do live. What if that was a resolution of our own heart? I will worship with all of my might while I do live. If I'm on this planet and there's air in my lungs, I will worship with everything that I've got. Ecclesiastes chapter 9 and verse 10 says, Whatever your hand is put to, do it with all of your might. Church family, can I just encourage us this morning that there's always more. There's always more of the beauty of the Lord, and there's always more that our heart should engage more. Our bodies could engage. Our minds could engage. Our strength can give more. Like a slobbery golden retriever, a heart that's so happy to sit at the feet of his master and just ready to do what you've been created to do. Would you all stand with me this morning as we close? Jesus, we want to be worshipers that live with not heart full of excuses or, or blame shifting to just the lesser stuff or to style or I don't know, whatever we can focus on. Jesus, let us focus on the heart of God. Let us focus on having the presence of Jesus all around us. Jesus, I just pray right now that I would be one who is engaged in my heart that my soul will bless your name and that my mind is focused on you. Lord, I just pray that you would baptize and wash my mind, renew my mind, Lord. Help and heal my mind. And, and with all of my might and strength, I want to give you my best as I worship you today, Lord. In Jesus' name. So we're so glad you were with us today. You can subscribe on iTunes or Spotify or your preferred podcasting app. Be sure to rate us so other people can know about the podcast.